Hello, Patriots. Welcome to episode 60. That's 6-0. Get my mic under control there. Glad to have you. If you are a returning uh, watcher, we appreciate you coming and watching us again. If you're new, stick around. We got some good stuff for you today. We're going to talk uh, with Sean McBriarty, who I've had on before, but we are going to talk more in depth and we have several things for you by way of graphics and uh, photos from some of the books that are being pushed on uh, our children as young as eight years old. And as uh, I'm sure it's safe to say, uh, for parents, their children are obviously their most important uh, focus. And that is as it should be. Before we get started though, I want to just talk about a few ways you can help out the Patriot Review. Number one, of course, is to go to mypillow.com, use the code TPR, and get up to 66% off. There's always some great deals going on at mypillow.com. So check that out and take a look at what the deals are. Make your choice, use TPR, you get up to 66% off on products. Now I have another product that, uh, or several products, is that I am uh, uh being a sponsor by an affiliate for basically so you can help the show out in this way and that is by going to fix the world ftwproject.com and there's a link down below in the description uh, that is my specific link so we got my pillow and everybody loves my pillow products and they are fantastic by the way I use them uh, as you know if you've watched the show before but um, there are other things that can help you sleep and this particular product is an example of that because many people have problems sleeping because of the electronic pollution that is in the in the environment coming from things like wi-fi in your home and television and cell phones and towers and everything else uh, so the the sleeping pods that are pictured here uh, they will help you sleep they're made with shungite or shungite, you know, depending on where you are and how you pronounce it, um, that provides a shield against the EMF, the electronic uh, frequency, the electronic waves, and it allows for you to have those canceled out and you, uh, you sleep better. So with a good night's rest, you can think more clearly, you have more energy, you strengthen your immune system, uh, you can learn more about this, like I said, by hitting the link below. It's Fix the World Project, uh, ftwproject.com. Uh, we'll have, I will talk to these folks and have them on a future episode so you can see the science behind this. But there's a whole line of products, uh, both for you personally. Now, I have happen to have one of their pendants on right now, and they have several different uh, types and colors. They have uh, cell phone um uh, blocks basically that you attack to your you're attached to your cell phone and uh, many other products so check that out so about our show now of course we all love our children very much we all focus on what they're exposed to as they're growing up and we all want to be as parents in control of um, certain things as, as far as when kids are introduced to certain things like uh, sexuality topics and those sorts of things. So today's episode, I just want to point out that um, 
back, I don't know, eight years ago, there were commercials about, you know, it takes a community to raise a family and really the, the, the effort to take your children away from you and raise them in schools was beginning to be very evident at that point. And even before, if you live in a very blue state, but that's when it became the most obvious in my opinion. Now you notice that uh, the the fascist left, not not the people who are truly Democrats, but the fascist left, now this is all about, uh, in my opinion, controlling our children, um, having them come out of the education. I always think of the Pink Floyd, uh, uh, the, the movie, The Wall, and the kids going into the grinder. So, you know, when our kids come out of our schools, um, they are most likely going to be godless. They, they you know, doubt religion and uh, dislike religion, even have a hatred for religion. And the, the Judeo-Christian values that our country was founded upon and a lot of that is just uh, done by, you know, uh, lying about the past um, or at least taking things that were actually bad that happened in the past and saying that those things were the norm. Uh, but, you know, you know what kids don't get a break? What kids don't get a break are kids like Kyle Rittenhouse and Nick Sandman who, you know, uh, were faced by situations that nobody their age should have to face. And in the case of Nick, you know, it floored me that a 17-year-old boy at the time uh, smiled. And obviously he was uncomfortable. It was an awkward type of thing. Yet the media is so happy to pounce on those kids that uh, we used to consider kids that were being raised right and kids that had some moral compass. So I find that very disturbing. Uh, so we'll get into the interview in a minute, but first I just want to show you, you know, we, we talk about uh, parents have been stepping up across the country and I particularly like it when, you know, we have uh, uh, someone like a Gabriel Clark who I've had on the show twice, or this particular gentleman, someone that comes from a mixed race home and someone that the school boards don't have an answer for. So take a look at this gentleman and I'll be back right after this video. Discrimination revolution, the CRT deal, because it's, it's happening and as a parent, I speak to other parents, there's a few things that we don't want. I'm biracial, I'm bilingual, I'm multicultural. The fact is in America, in North Carolina, I can do anything I want and I teach that to my children. And the person who tells my little pecan color kids that they're somehow oppressed based on the color of their skin would be absolutely wrong and absolutely at war with me. And I think that's the same for every parent. What the mask showed us is that the parents, the most powerful group of people in our country, that they're taking back the wheel. Now, obviously, we had to take the wheel back for the mask, but we're taking the wheel back from Washington all the way to Raleigh and into our local school board because CRT, all of that, the parents don't want it. It's a big fat lie. There's not one. If, there, if you believe in CRT, I want to tell you you're a liar because that means you look at your black neighbor and say that they're oppressed and you look at your white neighbor and say that they're evil, regardless of the experience that you've had with them. And we're not going to do that. The parents in the United States of America right here 
in North Carolina and Cabarrus County. We know that's not true because we believe the lives we live. The fact is, I've been a business owner right here in North Carolina, and I deal with white people, black people, Hispanic people. My children deal with everybody. And the racism is only happening at the government level and on the media. The fact is, you have racists, and there's like, you can't even find them hardly. You just hear the stories about them. But this is, this is what we're dealing with. The parents are taking the wheel. I have an eight-year-old daughter who is absolutely dynamic, who can do anything, athletically, intellectually, spiritually, and emotionally. She is a dynamo. And I don't want a man swimming against her in the pool. The fact is, I don't want her playing against boys in soccer. I don't even let my sons rough her up. Do you think I'm going to let your son rough her up? This is what we're talking about. Policy going back to the parents. Because if you think people who love America are willing to fight for it, you haven't met parents yet. Because I'm telling you, parents will go further down any street than anyone who loves their country alone. What do you think of that video? I think he's exactly right on the mark. I think that parents are waking up across the country. And look, I know uh, life is busy and there are just things that you know, take up a lot of time, but I have to ask everybody, you know, the, the whole objective, first of all, the whole objective of the fascists is to overload society, attack everywhere, attack everywhere at the same time, attack people who stand up or represent the moral fabric of your country and what it was founded on. And they have to do that. So for all of you who are too busy, um, you are, con you know, silence is condoning, basically. So you have to speak up. You have to do what this uh, gentleman did. If you are having issues in your schools, now, I have to say, I've only had to make uh, a couple emails and a couple phone calls. And, you know, I live in, uh, fortunately, I have a, a great school district that my daughter goes to. And this isn't um, quite to this level yet. But I'm fortunate, and I don't think that a lot of people around the country can say that. So it's not only CRT and the race issue either. It's also, as I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, sexuality. And that's what we're going to get into um, here with Sean. And we'll go ahead and, and play that and uh, be back after this video. Some viewers may find the following video disturbing. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, Patriots. I'd like to welcome back to the show Mr. Sean McBriarty. Sean is now the Director of Special Operations for the MainFirstProject.org uh, nonprofit. And Sean, welcome back to the show. I know you have a lot to share with us today. And uh, folks, I'm going to tell you right up front that some of this is pretty disturbing stuff. It's very disturbing stuff, especially when you realize the age groups we're talking about. So. Sean, it's been a little while, so why don't we start out, uh, first of all, welcome again, and, and uh, just give us an update as to what's been happening in Maine and in your world. Yeah, thank you. Uh, there's a lot going on here. I think Maine, the tide has not yet turned, but I think it's paused. Um, I think the amount of uh, student parental and taxpayer uh, uh, really the, re the reach out to me has been almost overwhelming the last few weeks. And so we're right now in the midst of a school break. A lot of parents are getting a chance to catch their breath. And what we're seeing is uh, across the state, these horrific books. So I started out with critical race theory. The uh, sign behind me, the sign board was part of uh, 
that uh, marketing campaign to show uh, that in this case, a school board member in Cumberland, MSED 51 in Southern Maine near Portland, decided to not stand for the Pledge of Allegiance and make a political statement. So I made a First Amendment statement. And it was all about CRT back then. Now it's become hypersexualization of minors. And really what the a lot of these leftist organizations in Maine, including the Maine Department of Education, uh, the MEA Teachers Union, the Principals Association, and we'll name them off here in a little bit, have created this uh, marketing uh, campaign called Intellectual Freedom. And what they're basically saying is that child pornography is okay in the schools as long as one kid wants to read it. And so um, <laughs> I'll give you a little bit of an update as to some of the things going on since we last spoke, and I'll kind of you know uh, zip down through these. But in RSU 22, where I moved, Hamden, Maine, right near Bangor, which is in eastern central Maine, uh, our superintendent, Regan Nichols, essentially, um, I called her out for either being a liar or uh, uh, being ignorant to what critical race theory is. And I've proven that they've taught critical race theory, and it's coming right down to the main Department of Education. The other thing is she's using ESSER funds, which were really Biden bucks intended to catch uh, kids up from the COVID situation the last two years. Um, she's using $2 million of these Biden bucks to put a third floor on the high school of which will not benefit anyone. Um, they want to put an ROTC room in there and a game room, things that sound great, but they're not doing the very basics of education, Jeff. They're failing in that. And, and those, so those uh, so-called Biden bucks, oh, that's obviously a nationwide federal um, federal funding gimmick, I would say. Um, to Yeah, um, and it was tied to, uh, tied to masking, uh, tied to equity yeah. work in many cases. Um, there were a lot to that. Uh, these school board members basically sold their souls for cash. And if you have a sophomore in high school who really hasn't experienced uh, a normal high school career, they will not have zero benefit from this $2 million of putting a third floor on a building that's like 12 years old. This building is a Leeds building. It's a, it's a very beautiful building, uh, but it's just not something. They need to invest that money into the kids, and so we're exposing that. Um, we've shown a light on the Ellsworth School Board down uh, in Hancock County. Um, three members of the community were illegally escorted out of the school board meeting, violating their First Amendment rights. One grandmother won a case against the school district, and there's another case that I think will be pending. Um, so that's something to watch over the next few weeks. We had another grandmother in York, Maine, down in Southern Maine, uh, who went toe to toe with their leftist school board, asked them to remove the book, It's Perfectly Normal, which we'll speak to later. Um, that book is available to middle schoolers in York and in Hamden, my district, it's available to third graders, eight-year-olds, wow. and it talks about comprehensive sexual education. So she lost her appeal. They kept the book in the library, but it put more eyeballs on this. Uh, the Maine Department of Education has taken down their assessment page. This is a page that I've used to reference uh, basically horrific test scores in Maine. Uh, for example, in Lincoln, Maine, about an hour north of me, 85% of the students in high school are below or well below the state guidelines in math. And for liberals, that's almost 100%. Like you have to try hard to get to that point. So in no other industry would we accept that. Right. Uh, but the main Department of Education has actually pulled down that website for now because I've basically <laughs> pointed out how horrible these assessments are. Kind of like, so leave... like the Ottawa police who I tried to contact and they pulled down all their... Uh, you can't contact them unless you find their email address and send it to them that way. They don't have a contact on their website anymore because 
Yeah. Well, it's the same reason as what you're talking about because they don't give a crap what what we think. Uh, the mission isn't to educate our kids. It's it's to destroy America and remake America into a. No I, I'm not even saying. I'm not even at the. I'm not at the socialist bench point. I'm not at the communist bench point. I'm at the all-out fascist bench point. And fascism. I know I'm getting off topic. Uh, no, topic but fascism is a product of the left and not the right. People say, you know, look at Nazi Germany. Yes, Nazi Germany was a socialist. That's what Nazi National German Socialist Party. And the every conservative out here, we fight for reduced government, smaller government. Fascism by its very nature is a larger government. And, and it's into our education uh, as, as well as every other facet of our life now. And if we look to Canada, we're going to be experiencing the same things, I think, uh, if we don't uh, correct our course. And so education is a part of them. You got this um, this starting out, as you said, about critical race theory, and now it's into really the sexual exploitation of our kids. So, yeah. uh, so, so, so far in Maine, now you've got this uh, organization and you've got some other plans, but uh, what are the key things that you want to update us on. Uh, I know I interrupted you, so I'll let you get back to sure. that. Yeah, so uh, the insanity that is Herman, Maine, a very conservative town right near Bangor, um, it's pure malfeasance, essentially, Jeff. So uh, Herman Superintendent Jeff uh, Jim Chassie, the potential headline could be disgraced, incompetent, former superintendent allegedly lands new gig in the Augusta edu education swamp. So he's bailing on the students of Herman before the year is over in a pandemic. Um, and allegedly the worst pandemic ever, and then got a job with a compromised main Department of Education. So in my opinion, there are five things based on FOA requests. So Freedom of Access Act, I spoke to that a little bit last time. Mm -hmm. That is one of the most powerful weapons you have. It could be called uh, FOIA in other uh, states, but yeah. basically it's, it's the right to know. And uh, I FOA requested Herman, and essentially what I found out was uh, Jim Chassie, the superintendent, uh, approved a uh, transgender library display, including books on hermaphrodites showing 63 genders. He approved a grotesque, life-sized, non-binary Kathy doll. So picture a life-sized stuffed doll displayed in the library and flyers placed all over the schools used to extort teachers under the guise of fundraising. The masking of children, um, which he would not even comply with himself. I've witnessed it in person myself twice. He wouldn't wear the mask he's asking the children to wear. Um, and again, because they're taking ESSER funds and these kind of things from the government. And then his IT department is under investigation uh, by the town for what I would say allegedly is money laundering. And then again, lastly, the horrid Herman Maine Department of Education results in which two-thirds of Herman high school students are below or well below the state guidelines in math. And then I also got through a full request some traffic between uh, Kristen Shorey, uh, one of his bosses on the school board, and Jim Chassie, again, the Herman superintendent, before his resignation last Friday. And it said uh, I had provided uh, Kristen, who was a class teammate of mine, the RSU 22 book list from Kelsey Stoyanova, the main teacher of the year, who put out critical race theory books and hypersexualization of minors books. And she states in this email, hey, I think we need to ask our librarians in the district to remove these books from the shelves to be proactive. I've been contacted by two Herman parents so far, and I'm sure others will follow. And then uh, on 1117, she followed up and said, hey, um, 
the action step, I'd like to know what the action steps towards knowing what these books are in the library. And Chassie responded, Kristen policy addresses it. That was his short response. It wasn't a, hey, mm-hmm. I realize you have some concerns and you've heard some from parents. So he really started pushing back. And then it went on to say, <clears throat> Kristen says, does my effort to bring this to your attention not count? I am a parent and resident. No response from the superintendent. And then he, she also said, I am requesting that you, superintendent of Herman School District, can confirm or deny if these books are in our schools and share that information with the school committee. No response again. And lastly, she said, I am aware as a parent that there have been texts, uh, books my son has recently shared with me uh, in his human geography course that I'm not in full support of. And one of the books appears to be the cultural landscape. And you and I didn't speak about this earlier, but this book relays the U.S. civil rights movement as, quote, the civil rights movement continues through Black Lives Matter, founded in 2013, 2013 under Obama, by the way. Yeah. Um, and essentially the object of Black Lives Matter include educating those about the challenges of African-Americans continuing to face, uh, that they continue to face. Hang on. The same Barack Obama who started his career in Weather Underground Terrorists, Bill Ayers' living room. <laughs> yep, the same Barack exactly. Obama who said the police acted stupidly before he had any of the facts. The same Barack Obama who looked the other way as American citizens were, were victimized the first time by the Marxist organization Black Lives Matter. Okay, go ahead. So uh, that was one example that I pointed out to Mr. Chassie, the superintendent, uh, that Herman High School is teaching critical race theory in a human geography class. Now, nowhere in that book does it identify BLM as the Marxist organization who are looking to eliminate the Western family structure of America. Those facts are stated by their founders in 2015. So he treated his boss, the uh, school board member, with absolute contempt. And uh, the school board should hold him accountable before he leaves in April, but I doubt that will happen. Then there's Mallory Cook, the Herman High School English teacher, who's in hot water after she did a a video last fall called Fighting for Justice in Maine and videoed in what appears to be the Herman taxpayer classroom, probably on a Herman school computer, supporting the Maine People's Alliance with, along with Socialist Democrat Bernie Sanders. She literally used the classroom as her personal forum and so uh, the other piece to that is she's running a Herman High School shadow group called the Gay Straight Alliance or the Gender Sexually Alliance. I've, I've seen it both ways called the GSA, of which there's allegedly not a piece of paper that I can get that says anything about the group, not a sign up sheet, not an agenda, notes, nothing. And so what I believe that Mallory Cook is doing is normalizing sexual deviancy with Herman students. Now, she also conducted her own survey with students, which sounds fishy on its uh, face to begin with, and wants to provide a book of pronouns to every student in her class. So again, creating and pushing gender dysphoria in the early teenage years is what's going on. And kids in Herman High School across the state, honestly, are riddled with anxiety, depression, the highest thoughts of suicide in decades, if not ever. And in Herman, they're allowing teenagers in high school to carry a stuffed animal with them during the day to openly soothe and comfort this. them, right? So, <laughs> so how about focusing on the root cause of the issue, yeah. which is the damage done by masking, CRT, hypersexualization, and the leftist political ide- you know, ideology? It's just insane well, what's happening. You know, this kids. is happening all over the states to, to different degrees, and I know you know that, but my God, right. if I was a teacher in Maine and – or a uh, a uh, parent in Maine, and Maine's got to be one of the worst. I mean, I, I, I'd either. It's move. weird though, Jeff. Like, who? Wh- how would you think that? Like, we're we're right here next to our Canadian brothers and sisters, and we're right on the border. And you know, 
I think most people in the United States would think of Maine as a fairly conservative state, but it is uh, not. No. It's unfortunate. It's either regressed or the people just have not gotten off the couch. And I think that's part of what you and I are trying to do is put more ears and eyeballs on the situation to hopefully have somebody say, did he just say uh, they're carrying <laughs> stuffed animals? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I did. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a fact. <laughs> exactly. So hot, the hotbeds are increasing. Uh, York, Kennebunk, Standish, Belfast, Ellsworth, Blue Hill, Bangor, Brewer, Herman, Unity, Newport, Hamden, if I mentioned that already, Mount View, Lincoln, Dover, Foxcroft. These folks are all waking up and we're all building to November to hopefully make some pretty big changes. And lastly, I saw a uh, quote from Mark Twain that kind of resonated with me, Jeff. And it goes, uh, in the beginning of a change, the patriot is a scarce man, uh, brave and hated and scorned. And when his cause succeeds, the timid join him and then it costs nothing to be a patriot. And so that really resonated with me. I think it probably resonates with you because I've been also I've been called brave and I've also been scorned and I've been called a patriot. Well, you know, what's funny is that these these fascists, you know, they think they're the ones that are patriots. They think they're the ones that, you know, are are the, the freedom fighters, if you will, when in fact, I mean, they're they're attacking us. Look at the January Sixers, which was all a planned event, which was, you know, a couple episodes ago I showed uh, Roseanne Boylan being beaten to death. By an officer who was then, you know, giving high, given high praise at the Super Bowl, and you know, right. it's America, uh, we are. You're right. We are the patriots. We are the counter revolution to the revolution, the the coup that's going on. Uh, so I want to ask you this in that regard. Now, sure. how many people in Maine are you seeing uh, a drastic increase in the number of people who are stepping up? Are you seeing? Uh, moderate increase or do you have any numbers or any any feelings on that yeah sure so you know luckily for me i guess based on my uh uh work last year 10 million people have seen me across the globe on television but i'll say that i still think 98 percent of maine has no idea who i am what i'm speaking about and they don't know what's going on in their own schools with their own tax dollars with their own children so when you say increase there's absolutely then an increase but it went from my goal is to try to pull one or two parents a week into this battle to maybe it's now one or two or three a day. So there's definitely an increase, but it's not, it's exponential, but it's not at the rate that we'd like to see it. And every single day, we're just trying to build towards November or June in some cases for the elections. So there's definitely an increase. Uh, there was a great meeting last night in Belfast with uh, two dozen parents that are pretty excited uh, on some strategic uh, things that I don't want to disclose yet that we're going to fight back against some of these school boards with. And then quickly, kind of new business. So one of the things like uh, folks say, you know, how do you know if you're on target? So mm -hmm. I, I kind of say, you know, if you're back in World War II and you're flying a B-52 and you're dropping truth bombs all over the place, mm -hmm. when you're directly over the target, the flack is heavy, right. right? You're getting pounded, right? right. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about intellectual freedom here in a little while. But there's a bill in the Criminal uh, Justice and Public Safety Committee in Maine called LD uh, 1939. It's an act to protect school administration officials from harassment and abuse. It's ridiculously titled. First off, these leftists are already you know, protected for these things. And if that actually happened, they would have already pressed charges. Right. The real issue is Democrats don't want their power trip to end. So I want to steal Tucker Carlson's monologue last night about the tyrant Justin Trudeau in, in Canada. Mm -hmm. 
and equate it to these Democrat, socialist, leftist, American communist fascists. Well, you're right. In the main school board, you know, uh, group. So he says uh, each morning when they wake up and survey their creation, they revel in their omnipotence. They can hardly believe how far they've come. The last thing they want is for it all to end. But of course, it's ending. The virus that gave them these powers is in retreat and no longer a public health emergency. So the jig is up. The ball is over. It's almost midnight. And just from a few hours from now, they will once again just be merely a scullery maid taking orders from citizens rather than giving them. And the thoughts of that sends them into the panic. So how does they how do they make this moment last forever? They must find a new emergency that justifies yeah. making their powers permanent. So if you're going to remain God, you're going to have to need a devil to fight. So suffice to say that this bill is essentially their version of trying to create another emergency, which says they're all being attacked. That's the mm -hmm. word they want to use. And what I say, it's not attack. It's facts. Right. It's facts about what's going on. That's right. They can't, so, stand, well, they can't stand facts. You know, it's always been the, it's always been a fact that. The left is ruled by emotion and the right is ruled by logic. So, right. uh, you know, and facts. So one thing I want to say about Tucker Carlson's monologue, excellent as always. Um, but what's really going to happen now? There are people talking about a hemorrhagic fever uh, release at the Chinese Olympics and that that'll be a much more deadly uh pandemic that is going to hit the world and that will give them all the excuses they need to continue this until it's too late i also hear right. that the um that biden is thinking about using emergency powers to postpone the election indefinitely on 2022 hmm. so those are two things that you know i believe have a probably a high potential of happening and uh, you know so then it then it could be all over but we're, we're also not the side that, you know, responds with violence. They like to say that, but, I mean, who's who's been violent? January 6th crap was a lie. You had police exactly. beating people to death. You got, you know, BLM we saw the summer, Antifa we saw the summer. You know, that's the true insurrection, the, that yep. and November 3rd. So so it's no surprise they're doing what you're talking about. I mean, I think that's going to be what we see nationwide. Yeah. And if you're if you're really inciting violence, so the First Amendment protects you uh, basically about, you know, to everything you want to say, unless you're inciting violence, you can actually scream fire in a movie theater, although I wouldn't recommend it. But you can't incite violence. So if you are inciting violence towards a public official, that should be dealt with appropriately and would have been already dealt with if factual. Right. And so, again, this bill is another bill that's uh, basically uh uh, supported by the Democrat-led uh, Senate and uh, House in Maine. It probably will pass, but uh, we're going to have to work through some uh, counter-testimony, and I'll have more on that uh, to help some folks in Maine understand. So, uh, But, yeah, I think, you know, what, what I've found recently is there is just a unfortunate treasure trove of books in these uh, school libraries that are being uh, provided to kids in many cases. Uh, Kelsey Stoyanova, the main teacher of the year, uh, she is a middle school teacher, uh, English teacher in uh, Reedsbrook. Reedsbrook, I think, is the hypersexualization uh, epicenter of Maine right now. The uh, principal, Susan Thibodeau, is a huge BLM and LGBTQ supporter. So it's all over the school. It's rainbows and unicorns all over the place. And uh, I think we're going to get more into some of these books. Uh, yeah, let's do uh, that. Sure.
So I've got uh, get the right one up here. So I've got the middle schools of drag. That's their first candidate here. Okay. So, um, and I can't just for reference, Jeff. I can't see uh, what you're sharing right now yet, right. but I can still speak to it. Okay. Um, middle schools of drag is a book that uh, actually, when I went on Laura Ingram's show, the producer uh, pulled that out of Kelsey Stoyanova again, the main teacher of the year's book list, which she basically uh, just uh, uh, plagiarized off the internet. She just picked a bunch of links. Um, and what I say, it's, it's again, kind of misfeasance or malfeasance. Either she didn't know what she was putting on her book list or she really did. And I believe she really did. But middle school is a drag. Um, it's all about uh, a kid that starts a, a drag queen show in middle school, just like the, the title is named. And so they're, they're basically normalizing um, drag queens. And you've seen across the country, uh, luckily I haven't seen one from Maine yet, of drag queens going to children's libraries yeah, and, uh, and reading to kids, you know, uh, fourth, fifth, six-year-old uh, or six-year-old kids. And so, you know, uh, I think 99% of the world, if they knew that was going on, would react to that negatively. Not because, first off, nobody wants a book burned. Um, you know, the parents and the taxpayers, even the students that I know about, they just want age restrictions, transparency, and the proper materials to be used at the right time. Well, you know, I think right here is where, you know, I, I want to ask you the question, you know, what kind of pushback? Do you get pushback that says, well, you know, um, you know, I would rather have this subject to be taught to my children in the right way rather than having, you know, them talk to other kids and be learning it that way? What, you know, what do you say to that? Yeah, there, there are three things I think in this in this journey of mine or this calling uh, that I've identified and, and really I'm trying to push this with the main GOP, the Republicans in Maine that are not yet willing to uh, jump into this fight, but it all comes down to uh, really uh, lack of parental choice. So that's one big component of this. The lack of morals and uh, transparency in the classroom is another. And then the fact that the Maine Department of Education assessments are horrible. And so Again, I think, you know, school needs to start teaching these kids critical thinking skills, not right. critical race, right. critical thinking skills. Right. Well, I would add on to that. I would add on to so, that. I would right. add on to that, that, uh, you know, it's not their place to educate my kid about sexuality. It's it's my job. They're supposed to educate them on science, math, you know, uh, literature, et cetera, et cetera. But literature, even itself, it has to be age appropriate literature. It's, it exactly. Seems, it seems so like we've lost our minds on what's appropriate. You can save up to 66% at MyPillow.com when you use the code TPR. That stands for The Patriot Review. That's TPR or call 800-519-9927. That's 800-519-9927. I use these products myself. I can tell you they are the best quality bar none. So go ahead, use the code TPR and get up to 66% off right now.
coming to you from the land of common sense and American pride. Not a unicorn or rainbow in sight. Welcome back to the Patriot Review with Jeff Wagner. Okay. So the book Perfect, It's Perfectly Normal was a book that uh, I actually read at a school board meeting a couple months ago. I read directly from the content. Um, and this book in Hamden is available to eight-year-olds in third grade. This was also the book that uh, grandmother Patsy Huntsman in York, Maine, uh, fought against to get it out of the middle school. And the school board decided to keep it there uh, for a number of different reasons, one of which being it says it's age appropriate for 10-year-olds. So you know, I could stick a sticker on a penthouse magazine and say it's t- appropriate for 10 year olds. But, you know, what's your definition of porn to me? You know, and you see it. So in this book, uh, you see little Jimmy on his bed taking care of himself and Sally up there touching herself. Now, that's available again in my school district to eight year old kids who have no wow. reason to even worry about any of this stuff. They have for the most part, they don't know what they're talking about. And I understand, listen, we have the internet, I get that. Uh, You know, you and I probably learned about sexuality on a bus or a playground, or maybe we found our dad's playboys underneath his bed at camp, whatever, right? Right. But nowhere in our history has teacher, have teachers figured out, now it's their moral imperative, Jeff. They're saying it's their moral imperative to train critical race theory and hypersexualization and these are some of the books that they're using. And it's just, it's it's essentially, it's gross. It is gross. Let's um, take a, let's go to another page here from this. It's sure. perfectly normal. Right. This now is, again, now folks, this, is, right? this is eight-year-olds, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's not perfectly normal for this book to be in the hands of a middle school or under kid. Now, ninth grade in Maine, at least in Hamden in my district, is when they have to go through sexual education. So... You know, this book is intended for a younger audience. I just don't think it has any place. Now, if they feel so strongly that that book needs to be in the library, then put some parental content warning on it. So it says, you know, Sally cannot check this book out without well, calling mother. I want to point out what it then, says. In the, I want to point out what it says in the top. Got the boy sure. saying, but why not? And the girl said, because I said no. Now, I'm going to ask you, uh, people, people, right. let's think about this from a common sense standpoint. Uh, how many eight-year-olds go around asking girls to have sex with them yeah Uh, i mean i I think uh, you know (laughs) sexualization has has uh has gone all over the place i mean we all know kids that were sexually active at 13 and 14 you know some kids unfortunately are younger uh some wait until uh marriage in fact we had very one very passionate mother speak at the school board meeting about her son who wants to be a priest and going through the sexual education in Hamden, and basically his teacher gave him grief because he wasn't right. participating. He didn't want anything to do with it. He wanted to check the box to graduate because he's saving himself right. for later in life. Right. And and again, it's just it's ridiculous what's going on here. But um, yeah, so this book has gotten quite a bit of press. Um, I've actually pushed back to a lot of parents in Maine and said focus on this one. And, uh, and let's fill out, we have to fill out a form in Maine. So if you really want to have this removed from the library, you have to fill out a piece of paper to yeah. then describe that on you? page 19. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's insane, Jeff. Yeah, I might and, go um, in there. I might go in there with a couple friends and have a list of books <laughs> and accidentally pull those books off the shelf when I'm there for some school event. 
Yeah, well, I, I did uh, <laughs> some of these books that we'll get to. I did pull off the shelf in the school board meeting and, uh, and, and showed them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and yeah, and, so. and you you talked about that a little bit with me. And why don't you talk about the reactions that you got when you when you pulled one of these books down and you passed it around? Yeah, so uh, one of the books I think we're going to talk about here in a few minutes. Um, basically, you know, I, I looked it up in the computer while I was sitting there. I knew where it was in the stacks. I went over to it as they were talking about their agenda or whatever. And uh, I pulled it out of the stacks and the school board chair said, uh, Mr. McBriarty, what are you doing? And I said, oh, I'm, I'm checking out this book. And he said, well, this isn't time for books. It's time for a school board meeting. And I said, oh, you'll find out it's all together, right? It's all combined. Mm -hmm. So I brought it back and I handed it to a number of moms that I had just recently met and said, hey, read page, you know, 236. And their faces all flushed up. They, they got nervous and they basically said, hey, that was way more graphic than any Harlequin romance novel I've ever read. And we'll read from some of yeah. those here in a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, but, so the next candidate you have here is Rise Up, The Art of Protest. Yeah, so, <laughs> so this so, isn't uh, sexualization, but this is the other, this is one of the other key uh, cornerstones of the fascists on the left. Exactly. Right. Yeah. The, the Democrat ideology, um, a rise up the art of the protest. Again, this is for third graders, eight year olds in Weatherby School in Hamden, Maine. Um, there's no reason this was on display, actually, when I was there for an equity meeting. Um, there's no reason for that to be there. Um, you so, know, you again, know I, so, Sean, you know, it's like I think the American people, I mean, there's they're waking up, but. There are a lot of them that are still mentally lethargic. It's mm -hmm. like, I'm in my own little world. And you want to, you know, you, folks, you need to think about this. Stop all the crap you're thinking about. Stop what you're thinking about posting. Stop what you're, you're thinking about your boss. Stop, you know, stand back and understand what the effect of this is. Rise up. And you said this is two, two kids as young as how old? Eight. Eight years old. Okay. So the message is in the school right now. We have heroes. Those heroes are BLM, Antifa, who burnt down cities, who assaulted and even murdered people. They're our heroes. They're what your teachers support. We have this. We all are responsible for rising up against this government, against individual freedom and liberty, and liberty because you know we're the evil United States of America. That is what your kids are getting drilled into their heads. It's not just the sexual stuff. It's also this stuff. And it's also supporting people that uh, frankly, should be in prison, and well, one of them is now. But just the, just the other day, now one of the uh, BLMers who was, you know, shooting his mouth off about being all anti-gun. Well, he goes in, he tries to blow some candidate away, right? Right. And he's right. walking the streets while the January Sixers, who were outside the Capitol and did nothing, are sitting in a political prison in a gulag in Washington mm -hmm. D.C. Wake up, people! Yeah, absolutely. And I'm wearing my thin blue line shirt today just to give my support. I know a lot of police officers. My grandfather was a sheriff and, uh, you know, I've lived my life uh, by the law and uh, it's really difficult to see. You know, when we were kids, it was uh, you trusted policemen, firefighters and teachers. And uh, I tell you, you can't trust 85 percent of the teachers in Maine right now. Either they have drank the Kool-Aid and they are, again, feeling it's their moral imperative to indoctrinate these children or they're just going along with it because they're fearful of losing their job. So again, it's misfeasance versus malfeasance. What we're trying to do, Jeff, is provide content. And, and again, in this case, you know, graphic images about what's really going on. And what I've found is it takes two or three iterations for most folks to understand this content because the initial reaction is deer in the headlights. It's 
fight or flight or freeze. Yeah, it's like I don't believe this is really happening. It's, maybe it's one one occurrence somewhere, <clears throat> but yeah. not not me, not my community. There are there are hundreds of books in every school library that have just been proliferating uh, the the uh, the stacks over the last number of years. First off, I don't think you can find a non-leftist librarian in Maine. <laughs> um, but uh, in the next book here, uh, Henry Rogers, which many people don't know his name, but they know Ibram X. Kennedy. Uh, Henry Rogers changed his name so it'll sound cooler. He's also a doctor, uh, I think at either BU or BC. Um, and he also has an affiliation with so University of Southern Maine, our state-funded college. He provided the commencement speech last May to the graduating class. Uh, the president of USM wanted everybody to sign uh, students and faculty the Black Lives Matter pledge. And so this was on uh, Kelsey Stoyanova's book list, the main teacher of the year's book list in Hamden, Maine. And I said, that's all I need to identify. You are pushing critical race theory. He is the, uh, uh, the high priest, essentially, mm -hmm. of critical race theory. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've, I've seen him talk and... Uh... He's clueless. He in invalidated what the real world his is. entire life's work. Uh, yeah, about two months ago, he basically said, and I, I'm paraphrasing, uh, I forget the stat, 20% um, of white college applicants uh, faked on their uh, admission papers that they were a different race so that they might get uh, accepted better. Because again, um, unfortunately, Good. as a white, smart kid in America right now, they are uh, really difficult to find uh, well, uh, college applications. So yeah. anyway, he, he basically out. said... Uh, Go ahead. Then you turn around and you, you ask him, well, why are they doing that? Oh, because they're discriminated against. Oh, imagine right, that. Right. So so he, he invalidated his entire life's work in a tweet, which is living on the Internet and uh, uh, going from there. So this next book, uh, Gender Queer. Just a little warning available. here. Yeah. Yes. Just a little warning here, folks. If you're watching this <laughs> yes. with kids, definitely not. Yes. All right. Yeah. The content is. Uh, and, and again, that's the interesting thing, Jeff. So people freak out like you when you show them this book, Gender Queer, in this particular uh, cartoon, uh, you know, most reaction is, you know, turning away and they're really uncomfortable mm -hmm. and they should be. But right. these books are available at Bonnie Eagle, uh, which is in Standish, Maine, and also in York, the same place that uh, Patty Huntsman was fighting. Uh, it's perfectly normal. And again, uh, nobody wants books burned. Nobody wants books uh, necessarily uh uh, banned. That's not the term. We want appropriate right. uh, age restrictions and parental consent because, again, in most people's worlds, they would not want their young son or daughter checking out a book that graphically shows uh, well, a, it given a BJ to another kid. Let's get to, let's get right to the matter of this whole thing, and that is what not only what we want, what we demand is that you understand these are not your kids. You sit down and shut up Perfect. and you do what we say. We are yep. the parents and we will decide what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. All you social justice warriors have no place being a teacher. If this is your primary objective, you leave our kids alone. We are in control of these school districts. And if you're a parent who is fighting against this and you haven't had any success, hit them in the pocketbook, pull your kid out of the school. 100%, Jeff. And, and that's really the, the change for me over the last couple months really was when I got into this fight about critical race theory uh, more than a year and a half ago. And it's interesting because I can consider myself one of the OG critical race theory activists in the country. And it's only been a year and a half. 
And these folks have had decades to indoctrinate our kids. Yes. But the moral of the story is, yeah, what I basically was thinking initially was that I could I could help my kids. I could help my parent, uh, my other uh, friends who are parents in the district and and really change the system and make them understand what they're doing wrong. And really, over the last couple of months, I've changed that philosophy. And I will say to any parent in Maine, pull your kids out of the district immediately. And if you can't do it immediately, make a plan for next week or next semester. It's biblically that bad, Jeff. It is. So this is to obviously what age is this given to again? I think in uh, I think this is a middle middle school book in uh, in uh, uh, Bonnie Eagle. Uh, it might be a high school book. I'm not sure. So maybe but 10, 11. Yeah, it's just okay. it's still graphically. Uh, Let's look at another page. Unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Same thing. Same thing. You know, two boys having oral sex, two men having sex. Now, listen. I don't know anybody who, you know, again, if, if Jeff, if you, if you said to me right now, you want to identify as a giraffe, that's entirely up to you. I don't believe that. I believe there's a man and woman and that's it. And I believe that man and woman should be together. Now, if, if a two men want to be together or two women, then that's up to them. I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to really worry about that. It doesn't involve me. Live your own best life. Right. But when you try to push this on us with our tax dollars to our children, that's simply wrong. Well, not only is it is it wrong? It's completely immoral. I mean, it, it's it's what I said just a few minutes ago. It's not your role, right. you know. I mean, you go do what you want, and, and this is what they this is what really is the irony in all of this. Who is censoring who? Who who can't go on YouTube and say what they want? Who can't go on Facebook right. and say what they want? Who who are the fascists? Who are censoring yeah. who? I don't give a crap if you want to have this book and you want to do your thing and you want to be, you know, identify yourself as Winnie the Pooh. I could give a crap less. <laughs> and most conservatives do give a crap less. But when you start affecting our kids, uh, you are way over the line and you better damn well expect that we are going to come after you. And it's going to be it's going to be done through the legal avenues that we have. We are not either. We are also not the violent people. We are not the BLMers. We are not the uh, people driving through Christmas parades in in Wisconsin. We are not the people who you know have been, have a history of racism. It's it's you, <laughs> the, the creators of the Klan. It's you, the the president right. or the resident in office, the resident and thief that's in office right now. The his mentor being you know a former KKK grand wizard, whatever yep. the hell it was. And then you have Hillary Clinton, who was also, you know, her mentor. You got one mentor who wrote his book and dedicated to Lucifer. Then you have another mm-hmm. one of her heroes, who is Margaret Sanger, who founded Planned Parenthood to murder black babies. And she stated exactly that. Right. So which yep. side of the aisle is the side that's violent and censoring? It ain't us. But you come after our kids and you you're you're going to get a fight. Yeah, and they're normalizing gender dysphoria. So what happens is, you know, kids in this age, roughly, I think a half percentage of kids have have, have confusion, right? They don't know exactly where they want to be um, with their sexuality. And to some degree, that's natural. That's a natural process. But what these schools are pushing, and again, this is a little black helicopter theory, but what, what I hear is companies like Pfizer are pushing money through the teachers unions to essentially see if you can flip and turn two or three kids and then push their uh, essentially hormone treatments on these uh, children at a young age, making again billions of dollars, like they've made off of the COVID pandemic. Um, and this one, 
the infinite moment of us. This was another one that I checked out of the library during a school board meeting. And it's a little small on the screen here, Jeff. So, um, um, I so, so I'll read it. It's, okay, uh, cool, thanks. This is just a small excerpt out of it. Charlie called out her name and he stopped thrusting, but he stayed inside of her, his muscles taut. Just, uh, it's it's child pornography, essentially. Um, and there's a couple more pages here that uh, we've got some expert excerpts of. So in this one, uh, he positioned himself on one hip and slipped almost all the way out of her. She missed him. He finished beneath the blanket, tossed something into the woods, and then came back. And it, we could literally, people, if you, you can probably see this on your screen because... Uh, Sean, you have just a slide photo, which is a little small, but I have the whole screen yep. for, for our viewers. So you can right. look down this page and you can see, you know, this is what it's entirely about. And then you have uh, another page where he gently pushed her shoulders when her mouth left his dick. He made a sound. He fumbled with his boxers less graceful and more urgent than he'd been with his jeans. Yeah, it's incredible. It's it's uh, it's it's emotional to read this information. Uh, it should make parents very uncomfortable. Um, this is our rainbow was a book that again Kelsey Stoyanova, the main teacher of the year. I'll put up air quotes and teacher. Um, she created a book list. I countered that book list with a very comprehensive list, including hey, go on page two thirty nine of this book and here's an excerpt to read. But uh, this is our rainbow. The two main characters of this book, Jeff, uh, Roxy and Tess, they want to be even better than best friends. So this is a book in a eighth grade teacher's uh, classroom, an art, our classroom that she's using. Roxy uses incantations to turn herself into a dog so she can get attention from Tess. In one scene, Tess stroked Roxy's fur. Roxy melted against her. Stoyanova is not only pushing the hypersexualization of minors, she's also pushing furries on 11 year old kids, furry. So again, parental obligation and responsibility, 98% of the parents in Maine have no idea that this is going on in Hamden, which used to be a respected district and is now a clown show. So you had mentioned a list. Do you have that in a document? I do, and uh, if you wanna put it in the show notes, um, I've gotta add, uh, add to it, but basically I took yeah, the critical race theory. Uh, she had three tabs, critical race theory, uh, what I call hypersexualization, and then there was Latin X, which basically is is uh, Latin uh, uh, folks who don't know their sexuality. It's Latin X, and I didn't even go down that road because yeah. I found so much content early on uh, that it was just it was it was graphically just disturbing. Well, this is one of the ploys of of uh, a communist takeover. I will say a fascist takeover. They want to overwhelm the system, overwhelm people in all areas of their life. And they, no don't have time, and they don't have the time or they just get frustrated and they don't fight back. And that is a deliberate it's, tactic. It's drinking from multiple fire hoses right now. And, yeah. and I met a parent last night. Um, and again, this these words are very small on the screen. But I think Milk and Honey is from a uh, old town, which is a little bit north of, of me here. And a parent did ask for this to be removed. It's basically a sexual poetry book. And uh, again, it also comes with, you know, these these caricature descriptions. Um, it's uh, it's again, it's it's horrific. I, there's no way I can read that on the screen, unfortunately. Well, you know, what but, pisses, uh, what really angers me about this one is, you know, it's basically saying that all men are scum. So 
You have yes. been taught your legs are a pit stop for men that need a place to rest a vacant body empty enough for guests, but no one ever comes and is w is willing to stay. Right. Um, really? I mean... <laughs> is that what you want your daughter right? uh, to hear about men? I mean, luckily I've been in an established relationship for 25 years and married for almost 22 of those uh, with Patty, my wife. And uh, she's gone through quite a bit here this last year as well. But our daughters are 19. You know, people have no idea that their daughters are being taught this stuff. And in this case, it was a male teacher. If I remember the story, it might have been eighth grade. I'd have to go back and look. A male teacher suggested this book to a female student who was probably 11 or 12 years old. It's just sick. Um, in my opinion, that teacher should be removed from their job immediately and never along, you know, be allowed to teach again immediately. But these teachers are basically uh, heroes within the left and the LGBTQ community because they're pushing the narrative. Not everybody in the LGBTQ community wants this stuff to happen. Well, guess what, um, folks? We're going to win in the end. I mean, we know how this ends. And, right. <laughs> uh, you know, we, we're, we aren't the violent ones. You know, I say that again and I talk about it all the time. Being violent is exactly what they want. Being violent, a matter of fact, I want to I say this, and this is a little off topic, but it's very important to say. If you are an American trucker and you are going to be part of a protest, a blockade, like what happened in Canada, do not do it until after the 2022 election. You can protest in other ways. You can sit out of work, not you know, not go to work, refuse to drive. Everybody else should do the same thing. Refuse to go to work for a week and protest it that way. Here's what's going to happen. We get all you truckers in a particular area, they will create a catastrophic event that that is far worse than January 6th that they created. And then they will have the excuse for the Emergency Powers Act, the same thing that Trudeau, the little Castro boy, did. And um, that, so I, you know, that is important. Uh, I don't think that being um, in a in a truck rally or anything right now that large is probably the right thing to do because they will use it. Um, so yeah, so as parents, you still got to stand up, and you have another. Uh, another uh, slide here, which I want you to talk to. And sure. this is the this is the response they gave you, right? Yeah. So uh, again, you know, when do we know we're hitting the target in our B-52, dropping truth bombs on the enemy? It's when the flak is heaviest. And again, this came out shortly after parents like myself, all across the state, all across the nation, you've seen moms and dads holding pictures just like you showed uh, to your viewers on the screen and reading content from these horrible books. And so Stephen Bailey, the head lobbyist for the Maine Superintendents Association and the Maine School Management Association and created the Cultural Competency Institute in Maine, which provides teachers how to teach critical race theory. Um, he apparently now agrees that pornography in the schools is fine because they said basically intellectual freedom matters. So they're trying to say, with all of these groups that you can see on the screen, you know, this is a proud joint statement that essentially pornography is cool. Um, and so, you know, I've pushed the envelope a couple of times and said, well, if intellectual freedom matters, 
Let's give all the kids Pornhub subscriptions and just let them figure it out. Right. Now, again, what level of pornography do you stop at? I stop at the very beginning. You know, yeah. um, it doesn't matter if it's hardcore or softcore. Well, this stuff is pornography. Well, my 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 statement back at this is, so you got us all pegged as racist white uh, radicals, violent white racist radicals. Well, don't forget uh, homophobic racist. Yeah, and exactly. misogynist is a big one too. Yeah, misogynist. So yeah. if we were really what you said we were, we would be doing this same type of thing. Only our content would be maybe you know. History, positive history, the the benefits of the KKK, oh, which, by the yep. way, the Democrats formed. Uh, maybe it would be um, like a devil worship. Or yeah, something, maybe. maybe. Be, yeah. So since when is trash uh, <laughs> of any kind uh, appropriate at the age levels we're talking about? You know, I had yeah. no problem with uh, older kids or or even college students being exposed to all of this and making their own critical decisions after thinking about this and right. seeing things from all angles. I think that that's, that's fine. That's and they're, when they're a legal adult, Jeff, yeah. they're a legal adult, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, you know uh, so I, whatever, every time that they, you know, try to categorize us or put us in a box, the funny part is that they have those three fingers pointing back at them and, and what they say we do, they do. And this is another example of that. Exactly right. And and in this case, um, this is big business. So I think in any of these things, Jeff, you know, and you say it and I say it, follow the money. Right. You can get to the truth by following the money. So in Hamden, RSU 22, Hamden, Maine, uh, IFO requested these organizations and we as taxpayers have paid over $70,000 to these groups over the last three years. And you multiply that by 200 districts in Maine, it's huge multi-million dollar businesses, along with the fact, in my opinion, that they are getting uh, funding from a number of other groups, including, again, the George Soros's of the world. Of course. Um, but, you know, again, it's, it's big business. And I think, you know, the GOP for us, um, we're really trying to drag them into this fight. And so far, our local legislators are not willing to do anything about it. One of our yeah. legislators actually works at Reedsbrook. And as seen with his own eyes, his class when he was out um, was taught by a non-binary teacher. And she wrote on the board, as she does with little kindergartners and first grades, non-binary is the way she wants to be referred to. And she takes the first five or ten minutes of class and talks about sexuality. Um, again, kindergarten. Kindergarten, first grade, up through high school. She needs to be canned, um, too. It's insane. It is insane. So, I mean, um, you know, for me, again, I've spoken to Ian Pryor down in Loudoun County. Um, I mentioned it. Um, the GOP is looking in Maine to spend $142,000 for more polling of what's important. There is nothing more important, nor should it be more important, than your children and the next generation in Maine. They don't need to spend a dime because I've given it to them for free. And it's basically, again, three components. It's elimination of morals and family values. It is the lack of transparency and parental choice. And it's a fact that main schools are failing these kids. So as we look towards November, and in some cases I mentioned um, June elections, you cannot allow a leftist Democrat to run unopposed. You need to find somebody to uh, primary these rhinos, these Republicans in name only who will not fight for your kids because this is all about the dumbification of Maine. And again, you know, as I've said to people, pull your kids out tomorrow. So we're seeing um, we're seeing a new ploy that they have, which is you know, trying to 
uh, eliminate the capability of some candidates who are on the Republican side of the aisle they're trying to link them to things like January 6th and, and disqualify right. them from the elections. You know, yep. again, so who's the, who, where's the evil, folks? Um, you know, and, and I'm an equal, equal opportunity basher. So, you know, I've been hammering Democrats, but a lot of the Republicans, the rhinos are worse. They're, <laughs> they're standing back and letting this happen. Yeah, it's a culture war, Jeff. And it's I think terrible. what folks folks are not realizing is, is that uh, the left doesn't play by the rules. Um, we try to play by the rules. We were raised appropriately. Um, and in war, sometimes you don't know exactly where all the rules lie. But at the end of the day, they are more than willing to call out your children, your wife, your job, uh, right. you know, try to get any leverage you can or they can on you. And it's and it's biblically bad. It's really a, a it's good versus evil is it what's is. going on in it the is. schools. So. It is. Let's uh, let's close out here with your web page. Sure. I want to sh make sure to show that. Yeah, um, mainfirstproject.org is where to go for more information. Uh, your viewers and listeners can can find me on all of social media, uh, Facebook and Twitter and Getter and all of the places. I'm looking forward to the new Truth app by President Trump. Uh, uh, hopefully uh, that'll be up. It it is up. Yeah, hopefully fully fully vested, it'll be up in March, um, but I'll be on right. there. And I think um, the other piece, and again, a little bit of a tease, is that you know I'm looking to potentially get into the podcast uh, world myself. I think uh, uh, you've been very supportive of me, and I think um, you know I would I would I would anytime you you want to have me on. I, I there's so much content, Jeff, and this thing happens constantly. I mean, I have parents texting me and IMing me as we're sitting here about things that are going on in Maine, and so the tide has not yet shifted it has not turned yet but it's paused and i think now is the time for parents to really start to get out of their uh maybe comfort zone and no longer can you just ask your kids hey how was school today right they have to really dive into the curriculum their homework uh, the books that they're using frustrated well it's it's hard it's hard yeah. i mean unless yeah. you can uh, if you can first off i believe homeschooling is is the best route at this point in time if you can't afford that you don't have the time for that Christian school, I believe, is the next best bet. And if you have to keep your kids in school because there's no other alternatives, you need to start fighting for your children and your tax dollars. And so what I say to folks is if you're not willing to stand beside us, then get behind us. And that takes funding. So one of the things that uh, I speak about fairly liberally is I've been unemployed since June of last year. And I've been doing this on my own dime, on my own time. And so uh, to me, I'm just trying to get money to put in the gas tank of my truck and be able to right. drive around the state and tell more parents about what's going on. So if your listeners find uh, my work uh, important, please reach out to me. You can instant message me on Facebook or text me. And it's been my pleasure uh, to do this again. And, and hopefully someday maybe I can reverse the roles and I can interview you. Uh, that would be awesome. And you're always welcome here. Uh, I just want to have up on the screen again the mainfirstproject.org. Uh, the content that you had mentioned, the list that you had mentioned, um, are your, do you have plans to make that part of that website as a kind of a resource Yeah, actually, area? so we're, we're going through a little bit of a, a transition. Uh, we're trying to kick out a new version of the website because that website, I gotcha. think, is roughly 10 years old. And uh, just like any uh, website development, uh, it was next week, it was next week, it was next week. But yeah, it'll exactly. get there. Um, but yeah, I will, uh, I'll probably repost it on my Facebook page. Um, I'll, I'll probably post it. Uh, I'll have you be able to put it on the show notes if, if you wish. Absolutely. 
And uh, once this content is up and running, then I'll uh, I'll piece that together and, and punch that out to everybody. So, um, yeah, it's it's important um, to just get involved. And and I say to folks again, Jeff, like you don't have to necessarily run like I'm running. Just take one step forward towards your kids and give them a big hug, because I can tell you they're confused and they may not want to tell you how confused they are. Right. Uh, and it's just tragic what's happening to this generation of children. Well, it's tragic what's happened to our country, you know, and uh, we could talk all hour about that. Maybe uh, maybe <laughs> when your show is up and running, you can come back and, and I can be a guest in your show and we could talk back and forth about some of these issues. And I'd love to do yeah. that. So thanks again awesome. for being here. Right, and man. we'll see you again soon. Thank you, sir. You bet. I hope you enjoyed that interview. Sean is very knowledgeable, as you can tell, and he obviously spends a lot of time um, making sure that he gets the data behind what he is saying. Now, I just want to leave you with this. Now, number one, I already uh, have said this, but what we are saying is not that we want to censor uh, anybody because of sexual preference or we want to censor books or materials or burn books or materials we only are saying and i have to give my uh, daughter's school district some credit here we're only saying that we want to be informed and we want to we want to be able to see the content of uh, lessons or curriculum and either give an approval or say no this content is not for my child so we're not trying to say that all this stuff has to be tossed and we can't ever expose our children to it. That's not what we're saying at all. What we're saying is that we have a disagreement about at what age this content is appropriate. And as parents, we have the right to look at that content. And, you know, textbooks have kind of gone away in a lot of schools. And it makes it even harder for parents to actually get involved with really learning what their what their kids are being taught so parents we want to be back in the loop we want to be in control of at what age these materials uh, are presented um, and i think that is the main point of this discussion that i just had with sean and more parents need to step up and just demand that that is the case and they are informed and they know what their kids are being taught and if they're uncomfortable with it, they need to have another option. Like I said, I have to give kudos to my daughter's school because they do that. And uh, so I, as a parent, don't have to um, continuously fight like others of you may be doing. Also point out that obviously the trucker convoy has been successful to date. Um, my opinion has had nothing to do, does not have anything to do with uh, whether I support them or not, I absolutely do. I do support standing up for, for our constitutional rights. I only pointed out that I have concerns over how it may be used because I think that January 6th was used that way. So I already got some heat about that opinion, but wanted to explain that a little bit. And uh, after the break, we'll come back and we're going to end with an interview. Uh, Mr. Enemy is going to talk about positivity and like to do that occasionally, have a positive topic because uh, it feels at times that the whole world is burning down around us. So we'll be right back with that.
Hey Patriots, it's Jeff Wagner. I love my pillow products. I use them. I can say that they are simply the best quality that you will find anywhere. And you can help us all out, all Patriots, including Mike Lindell, and our mission to restore America by going to MyPillow.com today and using code TPR. That stands for the Patriot Review, so it's easy to remember. TPR. Save up to 66%. You can also order by calling 800-519-9927. Again, that's 800-519-9927. Thank you and God bless. Ignore the thought police and subscribe or follow the Patriot Review. It's your patriotic duty. I'd like to welcome to the show Mr. Emmanuel Noble Enemy. Um, you are all the way over in, in uh, what Croatia. I don't remember the city, though. Uh, so I am in Zagreb, Croatia. Zagreb, okay. Yes, well, sir. You are probably one of the fewest of the uh, guests that I've had as far as location. A lot of Americans coming on, of course, because okay. of my content. But um, you found me on Matchmaker FM, which I recommend to people if they've got a show or they're looking for guests. And you have a very positive message, and you call yourself a character coach. And I'm going to step out of the way and let you give your message and tell me what, what exactly that entails. So I guess let me first say uh, this. I am from the States, so I'm from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Awesome. Well, welcome. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, so in regards to being a character coach, can I speak about cancel culture? Is that okay for you on the, your podcast? Absolutely. Yeah, that fits right in. Okay. So in regards to being a character coach, if I'm working with someone and they are someone who wants somebody to get canceled, uh-huh. Like, for example, I guess there was something recently with uh, Joe Rogan. Right, right. Um, and so if if I'm in communication with with such a person and they want to uh, get Joe Rogan canceled and they're actively uh, doing that, this is where me as a character coach, I would I would plead with them to forgive because at the at the root of the desire to carry through with uh, canceling someone uh, whether that be on uh, whatever social media platform at the root of that is unforgiveness right and yeah. so it's and the reason why I say that I would plead with uh, someone who who has that desire to cancel some uh, uh, someone else uh, 
in regards to their ability to use social media. This is where or, or I would let them know that vengeance never ends and it and it only keeps growing and growing and growing. And so and so you may mention of uh, positivity. And so think of negativity and positivity um, as as seeds and they can grow into um, into plants that produce more negativity or more positivity. Right. And so this is what happens with uh, unforgiveness. So basically you get a seed, uh, maybe somebody made fun of your shoes, maybe uh, somebody made fun of the way you yeah. looked or something yeah. like that. And so if you get a seed of anger uh, or bitterness uh, planted in, into your mind, then what's gonna happen is this, and it, and it can happen very quickly. Uh, like milliseconds that that seed can be planted and then you get a plant that's producing more anger and more bitterness and and it, and it keeps going the more a person thinks uh, angry thoughts the greater they um they'll grow i mean so, to the so you're basically saying you know you're talking about reaping what you sow i co correct and what right. you're, if I'm getting, if I'm getting you right, you're saying that, um, be careful of that because it's a never-ending cycle. So if you start, you start uh, attacking somebody, they attack you back. You have a, you want to attack them back, and so on. Is that fair? Correct. It is a never-ending cycle, and it will end in destruction. So it's it's going to end in some sort of physical violence because it's just going to keep growing and growing and growing until a person explodes. Um, and so this is why I would plead with people, look, you need to forgive so-and-so um, or find a way to communicate with uh, with whoever might be uh, bothering you what do you tell and, people what do you tell people who just have this hatred sewn into them and they really don't even know the people they're canceling they've never given that person the benefit of the doubt to try to learn about them and you know they just have this this preconceived mindset I mean, you see it in racism, but there's also there's all kinds of putting people in different containers and hating everybody in that container, whether it's political beliefs or uh, gender issues or sexuality or whatever it is. Uh, how do you how do you convert that person to at least start to open up to giving those people a chance, whether whatever they, wh whoever they dislike. So I would say that one effective way uh, to, I'll throw the quotes on convert, um, 
is for people to see me in a situation where I forgive someone. And so it, for people to see, hey, mm-hmm. actually, it's possible uh, to uh, to forgive someone, although that person um, did something uh, wrong to you. So, so for example, um, I was in uh, the main square here. Maybe that was like maybe a month ago, and I was preaching in the square, and some guy, uh, some guy told me, uh, "Shut up, uh, get out of this country." And so I could have had uh, bitterness and, uh, and anger against him, but for me, it's like, no, I'm going to forgive this person because. Well, for a multitude of reasons, uh, but that's that's a good way to convert someone. So that so basically, they see, oh, it's possible to um, yeah to not get trapped uh, so, in so, in anger. So you're saying lead by example there, and you are. I think that you've also hit on the same uh, a couple a couple of facts that we all have to come an understanding that truly do exist fact number one is not only america but the whole world has gotten more godless and fact number two is nobody uh well let me say it this way everybody uh who has this issue that you're talking about automatically takes things personally rather than understanding people have different perspectives based on their experiences uh is that i mean you can take this anywhere you want to but that's the message i'm getting from you so i would say that's uh that's part of it i mean there is a lot more but nonetheless you've you've hit on some good points and i i will say this there are some particularly malicious people out there who are intentionally trying to cause other people harm and hurt. Um, And, but one of the reasons why I'm so very hopeful is that I know that there is a healer. I know that if people turn to Jesus Christ, he is ready to help any person get over their anger and get over their bitterness with with other uh, uh, against another person right and do you see you know that do you see this all the issues that are happening around the world right now all the all the anger all the um, political divisiveness some people want to go towards communism and i even say fascism in, in the united states and in western civilization do you see this all as a positive thing because it's forcing people to get out of their lives that have been so focused on themselves to opening a dialogue and at least starting to make people think? Do you see it that way? So there is a verse um, in the Bible that goes something like this. All things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So with that said, 
I do see uh, opportunity for for increased communication, for uh, for for change, for strengthening one's mindset to still remain hopeful, although you see the cart careening down the road mm-hmm. and, and, and it's like, you know something's going to happen, but you still remain hopeful that uh, at the end of the day, that whenever, whatever difficult time uh, happens to humans on this planet, that there's still hope. There's still hope that we can we can work together. We can connect. We can be patient, um, and also be mindful that. And I'll tie back in uh, unforgiveness. Uh, one of the reasons why people need to be ready to forgive is also this: is like there's going to come a point in your future where you're going to want somebody else to forgive you. Right. Um, And I I guess, let me say this. Um, If you live in the house with anybody, that's going to be every day for, (laughs) that's going to be every day for some. Yeah. That's one we can all relate to, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. And so it's like, it's like, yeah, you got to be mindful because, You get trapped in uh, hypocrisy. Right. Let me ask you, Emmanuel. um, Many people think that all this stuff happening is a sign of the end times. What do you what do you think on that? I would agree. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Um, Because. This is what. The word says, this is what the Bible says, that basically what's going to happen is the bad is going to get worse and worse and worse, but the good is going to get better and better and better. Right. So so basically both at the, at the same time. So uh, so I guess I'll say I'll say this. You're going to see a lot of light in the future as well. And so you'll still you'll still see that. Uh, that hope and joyfulness uh, that people will maintain during the difficult times. I know um, you said you you come from the United States. How long have you been out of the United States? So I left in May of last year. Okay, so it's fairly recent. Um, What's your opinion of what you see happening here? So I would say that I don't have so much time to uh, to look at things, to watch the news. Mm-hmm. Um, That's probably good. But I do I do hear a, a couple of things from time to time. But with that said, speaking of the news, this is this is a. Uh, this is another risky area because so as I was talking about the seeds of, mm-hmm. of, of um, negativity, the seeds of, neg- uh, of positivity, other people can infect you with their thoughts. Right. And so 
and so with that said, if someone is consuming uh, news and the the broadcaster is speaking in unforgiveness, at some point, if that listener does not know how to defend their mind, they will get infected with uh, negativity. Yeah. And, yeah. Let me let me uh, let me challenge you a little bit. Um, even God needs soldiers for what is right. Mm-hmm. And wh- what do you say? So a person like me, I look at current events, and I fight. I feel that I fight for individual freedom and liberty, regardless of who you are, how you how you look, what your status is, you know. And when I see examples like the censorship we're talking about, um, I'm not positive about that. I attack that. How is that? Is that okay in what you're talking about? Or is that just adding to the problems? I, there's got to be a balance of of fighting for good, doesn't there? Yes, it's a... Uh... It's a complicated uh, topic to get into uh, in regards to how one uh, should res- uh, should respond to um, wrongs and injustices. It's, it's a complicated topic. It is. Uh, but I'll say this one thing. In most situations, though, um, a person who does uh, experience uh, injustices and wrongs, uh, that person should remain full of grace and mercy uh, towards uh, whoever is committing such wrong. So you're Uh, different. There's a difference between uh, you don't have to forget, but you, you have to forgive. You don't have to accept the behavior but you can give you can forgive people for that behavior is that is that what you're saying there um well so when i say grace and and mercy uh, it's maybe the best way to you don't have maybe, to attack a person to not forget you can be you can you can point out factually what the issue was with their behavior without being emotional and aggressive, right? I guess let me say this. In my approach, I in my new approach, I shy far away from uh, critiquing anyone except we have um, a, a very, very, very strong uh, relationship. And so, and so with that said, uh, the piece of advice, there's more to this advice, but I'll give a piece, is to turn off the news because it'll suck you in. It'll, uh, it'll get people uh, thinking, man, I can't believe that that person is is doing that. 
I can't believe that person is, is uh, or, or that group of people is doing that. And so that's my advice at this current time is like, turn off the news um, because it's easy to, it's, it's easy, easy, yeah, easy to I know get trapped. What, I know exactly what you're saying. And I agree to it, agree with your opinion to a point. I think though that you, you have to be conscious and you have to fight for freedom. You don't, you don't want to lose freedom. You don't want to lose your ability to worship your God. You don't want to, right? So there's, there's got to be a balance there. Um, how, how do people learn more about what you're doing now you have i put on your uh your instagram account information right uh-huh and is there a way where are you podcasting or are you thinking about podcasting um what does that look like for you in the future so in regards to myself uh, doing podcasts yeah mm -hmm. this is We'll see, okay. uh, but but I uh, I have been a guest on uh, a number of uh, other podcasts, and so but but people can right now uh, the best way for people to, to to get connected with me to get in contact with me is book a flight come to Zag Group. <laughs> <laughs> Send me a ticket. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so right now, what I'm focused on on my uh, Instagram is first teaching people the fundamentals to uh, to play this game called life, helping them understand uh, the fundamentals. And actually, right now, I am uh, focused on uh, unforgiveness. So, I'm helping people understand that uh, how how risky uh, unforgiveness is and how quickly it can happen. So, well, you and, know, and, there used to, well, there used to be, and I grew up, I went to a private Christian school. And um, like I said, godlessness has caused a lot of this. There used to be, you know, everybody was taught the golden rule and that was founded in Christianity. And that was framed and, and really gave everybody kind of this uh this ability like i said to have thicker skin not take not take things so personally and to get to know a person before they judge them and i think godlessness has completely thrown that out the window and a lot of people just don't have that skill set and yeah you're because you need you need protection uh, yeah. in this life because it because there are many things that uh, that someone can find in one day to upset them, right. and so this is this is the reason why I plead with people: turn to Jesus Christ. He's full protection. Amen. He is um, he is ready to help people uh, to uh, to play this game called life and to have joy and to to thrive in this uh, in this life and some people or i guess i'll put it this way it's totally possible right. and people can look back at uh, the lives of people like amy carmichael or gladys elward and like 
go back and look at their lives and, and, and see what they, the strength that, that Jesus Christ gave them um, to, to go through life with this persistence, tenacity, and joy and to and to keep as you said putting out that positivity doing mm-hmm. good doing good in well, the face of difficulty you know i i love your message you're definitely fighting for the light which is awesome i highly recommend that you think strong about a podcast you got you got a message you can reach a lot more people that way you could tell us all about the lives of these the people you just mentioned and share that, share that. So do think about that. And of course our time is up here, but I welcome you to come back anytime. Seriously. If you, uh, you know, you got something that you really want to talk about, uh, I'll give you some time and you know, your message is worthwhile. And I thank you very much for being on the show. Uh Okay. Yeah. Maybe we could, we could um, maybe have a, a, a consultation talk about uh, how to how to buy people uh, tickets and how to send it to them to come to Zog Group. That would be awesome. You uh, <laughs> include me in up. that uh, include <laughs> me in that group. <laughs> I would love to. Uh, it's cold here. I'm in Wisconsin, and uh, yesterday we had ice and snow. You know, so ah, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, so let's end with your 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 message your action item that you want uh that you want people to follow this is my message you can have joy in this life but specifically joy in the difficult times and that requires a person to understand the tools and put into practice the tools that you need in order to defend your joy. Amen. Take a step back, folks. Take a breath. Think about how you're approaching life. I think you have some wise words, Emmanuel. Thanks again for being on the show. Thank you for having me, sir. You bet. It was a pleasure. Thank you. I very much enjoyed that interview. As you could tell, uh, Emmanuel has quite the sense of humor as well. And it uh, will be a pleasure to see how he comes about uh, getting his message out. Hopefully he does do the, the podcast idea. That'd be great. Now, Sean McBriarty, who was the first part of the show, uh, is on his way to doing that. And I know he has some equipment purchased. And I know he's working on that. So that'll be interesting to to look forward to as well. Um, As far as Emmanuel's message, I think that uh, that message is something we all need to remind ourselves we can be better at. I know I certainly can, could be, and uh, will be, continue to work on that. So how you can support me is, you can go to our website at redbloodedpatriots.com. It's Patriots with an S, redbloodedpatriots.com. You can become a patron or you can just donate you can buy a membership or you can even take a free membership and that'll still get you into being able to see our back episodes and 
We also have available on there extended interviews for some of the folks that we have on. Now today I showed you the interviews in entirety. So uh, what you can do though, is you can look up individuals that you wanna just watch those segments that they were in. And you can do that by, uh, by going and becoming a member. So uh, now this week, I am going to have a special on the Ukraine. I know there's a, a ton of shows that are talking about the Ukraine. Now, I, I have uh, some exclusive videos uh, from earlier in the attacks. Uh, I have uh, Mr. Soslem Timonson, who I'll be interviewing this week. Uh, if you remember his story, he was born uh, in Georgia, I believe, the country at the time. And uh, so he has uh, friends and uh, people that he cares about that are going through these rather tragic events. So uh, look for that to come out probably Friday, maybe as early as Wednesday night, but most likely it's going to be a Friday night release. And then I will have uh, the regular show streaming at 4 o'clock next Sunday. Uh, I hope you enjoyed today's show and please tell your friends about the Patriot Review. Realized it was a little bit long today, but uh, I wanted to show the interview, uh, both interviews in their entirety. So um, I just went ahead and did it. So I hope that's okay. And I hope to see you next time.